0: Whenever my grandson comes over to my house for a sleepover, we have a lot of fun. But it is a sleepover. And so when he goes to bed at my house, he'll always tell me the last thing before I leave the room is, Grandpa, can you leave the light on? Can you leave the light on? But the last time he came, Not long ago, he said, Grandpa, you don't need to leave the light on. I'm big now. (laughs) The fear of the dark. Psychologists tell us that it's deeply ingrained in us as humans because for much of our history, darkness was not good. There usually was danger there that could do damage to us. But then there's others that say, no, it's not the dark that we're afraid of it's the unknown of what we can't see, and I think there's some truth to that, but either way, as we grow older we don 't are not as afraid of the dark at least not most of the time. Let me be honest there's still moments am I the only one where when it 's really dark and I 'm going up a stair I You feel something strange on your neck like there might be somebody there. Come on, I'm not the only one, am I? (laughs) But we grow up. But the truth is, the dark is real. Hmm? It's real. We live in a dark world. You can't watch the news, and we all do. We all have one of these, don't we? where there's constantly news coming on that is really dark. And I could stand here for a long time and describe moment to moment the kind of dark things that are happening between nations, all kinds of words I could use that will communicate just how dark things are. I'll just use one example, trafficking. See, when I say that word, you all understand that It's a very dark thing that affects people in a very dark way. And that's the world we live in. And there are some that would say, well, yeah, but we're in a new era. The superstition of the dark that we've all had for generations, we're coming into a new era of technology and human potential And the darkness is on the way out. But if we're really honest, the fear and the darkness around us doesn't look that way. Uh, We don't usually see a light at the end of the tunnel, if you will, when we look at what's happening. And so it's real. But it it goes a little deeper. By, By the way, there's some good news here. This is not the end of the story, so stay with me. <laughs> but, but, but what makes the dark even more real is the fact that it's personal. It, it involves each of us as well. Christmas is statistically, in Western cultures around the world, the time of year when the highest suicide rates take place. The most depression, people that work in social work will tell you that Christmas is the time of year that people are most depressed and in conflict. Many of us in the room are going to be with family or friends. I hope all of us here actually are spending some time in a special way as we celebrate Christmas. But it's also a time of year when families come together that really don't enjoy being together and there's all kinds of trouble. I mean, we, you, maybe you've had somebody say, hey, pray for me. I have to be with them next weekend. <laughs> yeah. Just remember, somebody else in the family may be asking the same thing because you're coming. <laughs> but it's personal. And, and we're really good at seeing some of that darkness in that uncle or aunt. But not so much in ourselves. But that's what really makes it personal. It, we get angry. We do have fear. Maybe it's not the dark. But we're afraid of what's going to happen with our finances. What am I going to do if this happens? And then there's jealousy and temptation to take things that, we don't, that don't belong to us. Maybe if you if you drive a car in Berlin, you have somebody drive in front of you or pull out. Or I was driving the other day and I started. I was on the autobahn and I was wanting to get back over because it went down to one lane. And somebody right behind me saw that I was moving over and instead of waiting, they sped up to make sure I couldn't get on. Now you talked to my wife about whether I got a little bit of just a bit of road rage. Boy, this is confession time, isn't it? See, where's that coming from? The desire to cheat on the test or talk back to your parents, rebel, all of those things that are in us. And and humanity has yet to give an answer to how to deal with that, of how to really begin to change. Change. Because the truth is, the darkness in our world is because there's darkness in us. Mickey Robinson was 19 years old and already a daredevil parachutist. And he, much later in life, described that during that period of his life, the only thing he lived for was the drop out of the plane until he had to open his parachute. The thrill of free diving was what kept him alive, he said. It's the only purpose that he felt. He said, that's when I really felt alive. And so he never thought about God. He didn't live thinking about his future beyond this life. He just enjoyed the moment. But one day he went up with some other parachutists, three or four others, and he immediately said, I fell asleep as we were getting up in the air to get up to the height we were going to jump that day because he was hungover. He'd been at partying in a dark club the night before. And while he was resting his eyes and nodding off, suddenly he was awakened when the engine that had been running stopped. And the pilot desperately tried to get the engine to start again, but he couldn't. And that plane hovered and then began to dive. And within a few minutes, it hit the ground at full speed nose into the ground and exploded and began to burn. The pilot was killed instantly. But amazingly the other parachutists along with Mickey survived. They actually were thrown from the plane except for him. And he was left in the plane with it burning and burning him alive. And one of the parachutists was not injured so to the point that he couldn't go and pull Mickey out of the fire and actually saved his life. But he was severely injured. And he says this. While he was laying there waiting for emergency services, he had what we call a near-death experience. And he says, I sat up from my body. And I started looking down and seeing myself laying there as the emergency services came. And then the next moment I began to move into a tunnel. And in front of me at the end of the tunnel was the brightest light I had ever seen. And he was amazed. And he realized that he was somewhere away from planet Earth. Because in that very moment when he looked and saw this light and he was moving toward it very fast, he noticed as he looked side to side, there was a darkness coming. The deepest, darkest black he'd ever seen. And it was moving along with him, and it was beginning to close in and in. And he realized that within moments, it was going to swallow him and cover him. And he says that he knew that it was eternal, and that if it covered him, he would never come out of it. And even though he had never thought about God, he cried out, in his spirit, and said, God, I'm sorry, I want to live. And in a moment, he was in front of the light. The dark pulled away, and instead of just standing in light, there was someone in that light. And he described feeling in that moment the greatest love. It just poured over him that he had ever felt, and it was Jesus. And within moments, he was to understand, I'm your light from now on. I'm going to give you life, but I want you to go back and be a messenger of my love and life. And then, yeah, and then he was back in his body. And now many decades later, that's what he's lived his life to be, a messenger. And why do I tell this to all of you on Christmas Eve? Well, it means the darkness in our world that we deal with all the time, the darkness in us getting mad on the road, It's going. Just like it did for Mickey, it's leaving us. The light is here. Friends, that's why we celebrate the birth of Jesus. He's the light that came into the world. And everything is different. That's why we celebrate on the mountain, wherever it is, we are worshiping and celebrating because The dark is gone. And Isaiah described that moment in chapter 9, hundreds of years before Jesus came. He said this, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. That's us. Those who dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. Not someday, but right here and right now. In the last several years, my beautiful mom and dad came to the end of their journey on earth. But when they were in university, just young, like most of you here, like, okay, wait, like all of you here, (laughs) they met the light. They had a moment like Mickey where the darkness moved away, and they said, Jesus, I give you my life. And from that moment on, until the very last day of their lives, they walked with him. They lived in the light. They shared the light with me. And both of them, they died several years apart on the last day told my brother and sister who were with them, they saw Jesus themselves. And they weren't yet home. And the reason I know it's not a fairy tale that we're celebrating here on Christmas Eve, the reason I know it's not just another nice story that doesn't matter, is the confidence I have that I will see both of them again. They are more alive now in that light than they have ever been before, and I'm going to see them again in that same light. And Let me tell you, that's real. And it's for all of us. You see, when Jesus grew up from being a baby, he declared the most amazing thing any human has ever said. John chapter 8, he says, I am the light of the world. He's the light. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. We're not talking about a warm fire or a nice, beautiful lamp that gives out light. We're talking about life Itself, life that never ends, the life inside of us in this shell that, yes, does grow older and will eventually be gone, and it's got to be replaced with something else that is worthy of the light that's inside the real you. You are not ever going to die on the inside. The real you was designed in the image of God to live. Forever. Wow. I love that. And that's why we celebrate Christmas. That's why the baby was born. God brought himself into the world to live a perfect life and die in our place. Having the judgment of all of the darkness put on him so that we never have to have the darkness close in on us. You say, well, I'm doing okay, Steve. Yeah, but the truth is all of us struggle with getting into light. We can't do it on our own. Some of you that have struggled with addictions, depression, eating disorders, all kinds of things that that try to take us down know just how difficult it is. We weren't created to live on our own, to solve the darkness in ourselves. Education won't do it. Coming from a nice family, it doesn't do it. It's it's that moment of coming face-to-face with the light of life. That changes it. And you say, it sounds so easy. It sounds so simple. You know what? That's why it's called good news. It really is. But let me tell you, if you take that step, it changes everything. It changes the way you think. It changes the way you make decisions. It changes what you value. But I'm telling you, as someone who has walked in it for decades as well, like my mom and dad, you will never regret it. I've never met a man or woman who is now well into their 80s and 90s, some even hundreds, who've ever said to me, I wish I'd lived my life different, spent more time at the office, played a little more tennis, invested in the stock market earlier, No, they all said, I made the right decision when I came into the light. I have no regrets. In fact, my dad, his neighbor is even older than him, and he's still living. And when I saw him a couple months ago, went over and visited him, he said, I love Jesus. He's my light. He literally told me that every time I talked to him. He said, I'm ready to go whenever. Here he is. He's going to make it to 100, I think. (laughs) So, in closing, the greatest gift you can ever receive at any Christmas is this gift that God has made possible in a baby that became our Savior and friend. And we receive it by simply saying, Jesus, come into my life. That's what Mickey said. God, I'm sorry. I want to live. That was all he said. And it changed everything. So no matter how you've lived up till now, whether you've ever believed in God, Mickey didn't believe in God. But that didn't change what happened. So, it doesn't matter what you've believed. It doesn't matter what you've done. You've not gone too far away from the light that you can't find your way back with Him. I want to share a final verse. 1 John, Erste Johannesbrief, capital Eins. It says this If we walk in the light, as he who is light is already there, says as he is in the light, talking about Jesus, we have fellowship both with him and with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Friends, that's good news. Coming into the light takes away the darkness once and for all. There's a continuing cleansing. Does it mean you'll live perfect? No. The one thing all of us in this church have in common is we're still on the way. Can I get an amen? We're not, we haven't arrived yet, but the blood of Jesus put out on the cross keeps covering us. So when God looks at me now, He doesn't see my darkness. He sees the light of Jesus. Yeah. And that's how we walk into the light and follow him. And it changes things. We, We move out of the shadows and we live connected to one another. And one of the reasons we will gather next year, every Sunday, starting next Sunday, which will be the last one of the year, is to share each other's light. You see, the light in you looks a little different than the light in me. You've, you've walked a different path. You've experienced different things. We're from different countries and backgrounds and languages and cultures. Men and women, boys and girls. But there's not one of us who is not beautiful in the sight of God. And we can enjoy sharing that light together. Can I encourage you, go take it with you to that family dinner, maybe that one you didn't want to go to. But think a little different. I've got Jesus, I've got light. I'm gonna speak good words to people that haven't spoken very good to me. I'm gonna be kind. I'm gonna be gracious. I'm gonna be the light. What a difference that can make. Because you see, Jesus, when we invite him to do that, to be our light, he'll leave the light on. (laughs) He'll leave the light on, now and forever.